Welcome to Wild Women, hosted by Camille and Sarah. This is a podcast about mind, body, and pleasure, an honest talk on all things self-care. We discuss issues related to dating, fitness, beauty, mental health. We also discuss stuff about social issues, and we often have interviewees that come up and tell us a little bit about their businesses or their inspirations or motivations or just their journey through some type of recovery. For those of you who haven't listened to us before, this is our second season. Let's dive in. Welcome to Wild Woman. So today we have the amazing Alexandria Maria. I've met you, I mean, not that long ago, but it's amazing because now you're my business mentor. And honestly, like every morning I listen to your podcast and it just puts me in the right mindset. So I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so happy that you accepted to do this uh, because it was a little bit of a long stretch like we I know we just started but I was like I want her on our podcast I'm gonna try and you said yes so I was so happy you're just a powerful manifester babe you manifested it I love it oh, thank you <laughs> I like to call myself a business strategy and manifestation queen that's a more fun title and um, I guess the one that kind of explains it a little more simply is I'm a business mentor and empowerment coach so I help ambitious women build a life beyond their wildest dreams I'm all about women stepping into their power building epic businesses and empires and all the ripple effects that come from that so you know stepping into new levels of abundance alignment creating amazing impact in the world all these incredible things that happen when women truly step into their power and realize how unlimited they are when it comes to that yeah, I, I love everything you just said. Like, it's so inspiring. You're part of it, babes. It's what you're doing at the moment. Yes, yes. So I want to start by asking you, what made you decide to do this work? So what made you say, I want to be a mentor, a business owner, a coach? Yeah, for sure. So I felt the calling to be coaching quite a while ago now like I, I when I was younger I was always into yoga before it was like cool to be into yoga when I was 21 I ran off to an ashram for a month and like became a yoga teacher again you know this is like nearly 10 years ago so yoga wasn't as cool as it is now now it's kind of like pretty normal to go do a yoga teacher training so I was always really interested in in this kind of side of life but I really denied that part of myself I thought it wasn't sensible I didn't think I could earn any money I didn't think I didn't think it was like the, the adult thing to do and I really didn't have any role models at that point you know I think now with Instagram we see all these amazing mm -hmm. yoga teachers and you know spiritual teachers and coaches and mentors I didn't really Instagram I maybe it was a thing I wasn't on Instagram back then um so I didn't really have any reference points for for that being an option or an opportunity so I really denied that part myself and, and went very much down the corporate route the sensible adult route did all the adult things but the more I denied myself the further out of alignment I, I became the more I struggled with it and it accumulated for me in a in a really well a breakdown and I experienced this breakdown and at that point I was like I've really got to I've got to create a life that that lights me up I've really got to listen to what I love doing and and the gifts that I've been given 
I don't think I was ready to fully explore them then. You know, it's very hard to go. I think we love transformation stories where you go from A to B, but the, the reality and, and you, you know, anyone who's been on a healing journey or done any work on themselves will know this is you go from A to G to C to, to F to like, you know, you, you bounce around a bit. It's never really a straight line. And I, I couldn't just, I couldn't just tap straight into my desires and create a life of alignment straight away. So I actually set up a health food business. That was the first business I set up and it was closer to what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to coach, but I had this massive limiting belief that no one would take me seriously and that you could only coach if you'd already had a successful business. And I didn't even necessarily want to business coach. I just wanted to like life coach at this point. So I don't know where I got this belief from, but you know, this is obviously the journey I was meant to go on for a reason because I, I set up this business, loved it. You know, it was very successful outwardly, but really realized I'd created my own cage for myself again. It was the same trappings of corporate um, in terms of I was very much office bound. You know, we were dealing with investors. I was doing pitch decks. It was it stopped really lighting me up. And that was the point where I thought, right, I've really got to listen to myself. I need to be I need to be coaching because that's the calling that I felt I needed to do. And then the business side of things, you know, I do have a business master's. I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. I, you know, established this business literally from my kitchen, became a national brand. So I kind of got asked to do the business mentoring weirdly. And that was, well, I say weirdly, I'm a projector, so that was perfect. So I got the invitation and I just discovered I loved that side of it. So that's kind of what I do now. I, I bring together the transformational life coaching and the business mentoring and yeah, I just love it. <laughs> so it wasn't as much as a like aha moment as more of like a journey. Totally. And like I had like aha moments along it. So when I had the idea for the food business, that was like a complete dropped in aha moment. I definitely did keep hearing this whisper to coach, but I ignored it. So I guess maybe I had the aha moments, but I just kept ignoring them. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens often too with a lot of completely. <laughs> completely. You talked about like alignment. So some people don't actually know what that means. So how would you describe mm -hmm. living in alignment and living out of alignment? I actually want to steal someone else's analogy here because I think it's just so brilliant. And I think it's Peter Kelly. She's She writes Earth is Hiring. Yeah, it, yeah it's Peter Kelly. Yeah, amazing. I was like, I can remember it's Peter, but I couldn't remember her second name. Um, and she refers to it as like um, a kink in your hose. So you know if your hose pipe is like in, in, a, in alignment, the water flows, everything's flowing, everything's good. But when you kink your hose, the water isn't flowing, there's no flow, like you're creating this buildup of pressure. That's definitely like a, a very embodied visual of, of what it feels like to me not to be in alignment. The other kind of visual that I always get as well is like all the stars coming in alignment and then all of a sudden this golden light appearing. <laughs> um, but I think that's really the best kind of visuals I can give to it because it's really about bringing in all these different elements of your life into alignment and what alignment is is unique for you so you know working out what fills you with energy what makes you feel alive and lit up and passionate and what drains your energy and what doesn't feel good what's kind of that kind of like annoyance that you feel that kind of like that grr feeling it doesn't you know it doesn't feel good what are all those things how can you move away from those come into alignment because the more elements of your life that you can bring into alignment the more that you experience this flow um, and this sense of ease 
that isn't to say we don't face resistance still. I think, you know, resistance is part of the journey. It has so many lessons in it. So much growth comes from the resistance. And, you know, I think the resistance also helps you come more into alignment often because you learn what isn't right as well as what is right for you. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's the best description I can probably give of what it feels like to be in alignment. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned like resistance because a lot of people have the misconception of like, well, if you're stressed, I mean, I had that belief. If you're stressed, then you're out of alignment. But yeah. like you mentioned earlier, going on a business journey, that's so stressful in itself. And it doesn't mean you're out of alignment, right? No, I think there's, you know, there's, there's degrees with all of this. So I think, you know, if you're like in complete stress and complete hustle, you know, that's something that I'm really passionate about, particularly female entrepreneurs moving away from, you know, that might be a sign actually it's out of alignment, but facing resistance and having to work through that, I, I always say it, but starting a business is such a healing journey and that can create, you know, quote unquote, a feeling of stress because, you know, it's, shit hard leaving your comfort zone and doing things you've never done before of course it is but it's also part of part of the growth so I think there's you know I think if you're constantly in that that's different but I think you also have to realize that when you leave your comfort zone when you're in the growth that can feel uncomfortable that can be normal again like I don't know why today I'm really into like the visual representations but I always think of um starting a business as, as building a snowball so when you're first building that snowball you're putting effort in you know you've got effort you're having to like build it pack it in gather the snow put it all together and when you start rolling it down that hill it's a bit of effort you've got to be pushing a little bit you know you're putting your energy in but the further in that journey you get the more momentum you build the easier it gets and the more it flows and I, and I really think that's true of a business I think people who say that there is no there's no feeling of discomfort starting a business and, and never any resistance are lying <laughs> um I think it is part of it but that's because you are leaving your comfort zone it's because you're building something you're building that momentum but that can initially need that spark that spark of energy yeah and we do have a tendency to compare ourselves to people that are way ahead of us so mm. what would be your best advice when someone does that you just can't <laughs> like point blank you just can't because you just have no idea what went on behind someone's business so you know my business was 18 months old I think it was when we did the first six figure months in revenue but my backstory to that was years of hustle learning the hard way burnout moving away from burnout you know starting instagrams blogs travel blog like you know doing so many things so many courses so if you just take that as a headline oh great you know how how you know quote unquote successful that yeah. it's bullshit because there was so much that went behind that now I know that but I think that's what we tend to do we tend to look at people's headlines and we forget everything that went behind it that maybe we didn't see or we didn't know about or they haven't shared so it's impossible to co to compare because you've not walked their journey, you've not been in their shoes. So you can't have an accurate depiction of what that looked like. You know, you haven't followed them around 24 hours a day. You didn't see them sitting on the floor and having a cry or the times that it felt so hard, they felt like giving up. And, you know, some people share that. I really try and make a point of sharing the more difficult times as well as the, as well as the good. But, you know, 
it's still impossible to share every minute of every day now that's not to say that you like I said you, you can do it without kind of some of that, that tension and there's tools that can definitely support you and guide you through and you know you can work with mentors and coaches you know you can have that support around you even just friendship friendship to support you but I think to just say that everything is sunshine and roses and to try and compare it to someone else to say that you would not be it wouldn't be an accurate reflection yeah and you mentioned successful so what does success mean to you oh successful means to me not just me being successful but the women I work with stepping Mm -hmm. into their own versions of success so for me my business is not successful if only my business is successful my business is successful if I help other women build successful businesses but I think success in general is such a personal term what it means to you and, and what that looks like I think everyone needs to kind of create their own definition because I think the old school version of success which was purely based on money and prestige is so outdated now and that's not to say abundance can't be part of that success but I think we really need to look to a deeper sense of fulfillment and where we get that from. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love that you said that because I think that having support is a big part of just growth in general And you talked a little bit about friendships. So how important is having a circle of other women to support you on your journey? Unbelievably important. And I, you know, I try my hardest to be super independent. I've I've still got some learning and some growth to do there when it comes to just like leaning on others and asking them for help. I'm so used to being the person that's holding space or supporting. You know, I still got growth to do there, but the, the more and more I go into this journey, the more I could not do it without the amazing friends around me. You know, everything from knowledge sharing to celebrating you to, you know, cheering you on on the crap days as well when everything's gone wrong or just saying totally get it or I've been there, that's happened to me too. Like just so many levels of comfort and support, expansion come through having those friendships around you. I honestly just and I, I, that's something I've experienced in the groups as well I mean you'll know you're in the soulful startup but something I never realized when I started those group programs was how close the women in the group would become mm. and they would create their own magic that just I couldn't even do that 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 was on that was them and it's so amazing to see how they continue to support each other how that support goes on way beyond the program it's just, it's nothing short of magic. It's incredible. Yeah, I find sisterhood so powerful and was definitely something that was a big part of my healing journey or even just finding out what I wanted to do with my life and living in alignment because it, mm. it's so motivating and inspiring to be around other women that know what they want to do and go for their dreams. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, just the impact of having those conversations as well with people who are expanding and dreaming and creating, like, you know, it sets off, and I don't know about about you, but for me, it really sets off my inspiration and creativity as well. Yeah, definitely. So we talked a little bit about the beliefs we have. So I was wondering if you could explain to our listeners a little bit the difference between a scarcity and an abundance mindset because that's a word you use a lot 
yeah for sure so <laughs> I've got so many visual representations in my head today um, and I can't remember who actually gives this this reference but it's one of the the best ones it's from um oh what is it the seven habits of highly successful people people I think that's the book you can tell I love books I love reading <laughs> but he he describes it as like scarcity is seeing that there's one pie and there's only only so many slices available mm-hmm. so if someone takes a slice of the pie there's less pie left for you so it's really that that scarcity mindset whereas abundance is recognizing there's pie for everyone there's like a pie free for all you know there's a limitless pie and I think that's such a good analogy because we can see how it plays out so you know for example if you're a coach a scarcity mindset might be there's only so many clients there's a limit if they get a client that means it's less likely that I'm going to get a client. Whereas abundance recognizes there's so many people in the world who all have their own flavor of coach that they're looking for. And there's an abundance of clients. So if they're getting clients, that's just proof that I can be getting clients too. It's really, it's really switching away from fear and scarcity and also that kind of like dog eat dog mindset, you know, scarcity is about um, competition, mm-hmm. whereas abundance is collaboration. It's recognizing we we can all grow together we can all you know pull each other up and I think it's something that's really shifting within sisterhood and women I think because of the way that we've been kind of indoctrinated by this patriarchy that we've been um, surrounded by for so long some of the wounding has meant that we think that we are competition with other women mm-hmm. and you can even see that recently I saw one being shared on Instagram and it was a daily mail I mean the daily mail but like it was an article where um, I think Jennifer Lopez is back with her ex Ben but I think they then got her her recent ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend and we're like comparing the women and you know yeah but it's it's all fostering this idea that we're all competition for each other it's scarcity we need to compete for our men how ridiculous whereas you know that abundance mindset is collaboration support we could all rise together you know we could all find a loving partner we don't have to compete or any of these things so yeah I, I mean, I could go on about scarcity and abundance forever. I think it's really interesting concept to apply to so many levels of your life. Yeah, definitely. And I, like what I've seen in my personal life, it has been a lot of people feel stuck, feel stuck in their situation, either relationship, job, etc. Have you had that feeling before? It, in terms of feeling stuck? Yeah. Or like oh, yeah. having this scarcity mindset. Yeah, completely. You know, I would sit at my office. It wasn't a booth, but, you know, at my desk, my cubicle, whatever you call it. And I would scroll on Instagram seeing these people traveling the world and working or having abundant lifestyles. And I'd be like, that's for them. That's not for me. Like there's that, you know, so limited in what I thought was available I'll never earn as much money as I'm earning now if I do anything else you know even in that case the amount that I could earn I felt was limited just scarcity was and it's really interesting as well like I'm so interested in women's relationship to scarcity because I always remember I was in this job and it came to my contract being renewed so I was friends with the other graduate I was on a graduate scheme there was about 10 of us and there was only about two or three of us that were women and the other guys in the scheme had had their contract renewed and I knew they'd all had pay rises and I knew what all these different pay rises were so I went to get my contract renewed and they said cool we'll renew your contract same pay 
Um, I was like, okay, uh, I want to think about this because I was like, hang on a minute, all these guys have got a pay rise and I got, I'm, I'm on the same, like what? And I remember talking to my boyfriend, now husband about it. And he was like, okay, Alex, like you need to go in big and bullshit. He's like, you ask them for a 10K pay rise. He's like, what do you want? I think I said like 5K. He's like, okay, you go in at 10. Because then he was like, you negotiate, you meet in the middle. I'm like, I'm so green. I'm like, right, okay, like, okay, cool. Okay, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is what I do. So I've got it. And I went in and I asked this 10K pay rise and they were like, done. But I never would have asked for the 10K if it wasn't my husband or my boyfriend at the time telling me. And it was just so interesting noting the difference between how men would go in with that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get the freaking 5K, 10K, whatever it is. But as a woman, I felt like I just needed to smile and nod and be like, okay, like I'll kind of take what you can give me kind of thing. So that scarcity was so ingrained in me. And yeah, I think as, as women as well, you know, we do so many things that we have ingrained in us. I think kind of take what you're given is another one, which again is kind of breeding scarcity rather than like what's the opportunity like what could I call in what's you know what's the most expansive version of what I what I want to call in I love I love that because it is true and it's it happens to so many people well to so many women that we just don't go after what we want because we feel like we don't deserve it sometimes a hundred percent a hundred percent like the self-worth around it is is a huge huge element of it Mm. And so what motivates you now to go after those things? What motivates you to keep showing up in your biz even when you hit a hard patch? My vision is bigger than any of the resistance I'm facing. So I, you know, I'm also getting used to this game. Like I get it, like shit comes up. You know, very recently we're in the process of applying for our visa. I received so much support and flow from the universe. I was like, me and the universe are like this. We've got this down. This is great. And then it threw in a a hell of a lot of resistance, huge, huge resistance. And it was one of the most difficult blocks I faced in a very, very long time. Really, really struggled with it. But it was giving me exactly what I needed. There's Mm -hmm. been so many lessons in it. You know, I mentioned before, I hate asking for help. I'm having to ask for a lot of help right now you know, it's, I think just trying to remember that you, we always look back and we go, well, that was perfect. Or, you know, this taught me so much, or, you know, often our breakdowns are our biggest breakthroughs. We know that, but when we're in it, we always forget. So when things are tough, I just remind myself, okay, there's a lesson in this. Things are going to get good again. There's a pivot. There's something as part of that. It's also remembering to stay true to that vision. It's not just rolling over and going, okay, well, I accept this now. This is obviously all I'm worth. You know, sometimes the universe tests you. They're like, do you really want this? How much do you want it? Show me, come on, show me how much you want it. So just just knowing to almost play that game, like, you know, instead of rolling over defeated or thinking this is the sign that you're not meant to do it, really saying like, okay, like how can I move through this? What lessons can I, can I how's this happening like for me rather than to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's definitely breakdown on your biggest breakthrough, like you mentioned. It's a beautiful expansion in some way, even though it stuck at the time. Oh, completely. What's the first advice you would give someone starting their business? Just start. <laughs> literally, literally it. 
you know we waste so many times like so much time like making our website look perfect and writing the perfect caption or you know really trying to perfect everything just get it out there even if it's messy even if it's not perfect because you're going to learn so much more in the process than you are keeping your idea squirreled away where no one can see it and no one ever gives you any feedback it's better to have a failure that you can learn from than failing by never trying at all totally true and I definitely am one of those people <laughs> I get it I was that person as well like this is why it's advice I would have given because I needed it at the time um what's your favorite part about being a coach favorite part of being a coach I think the amazing women that I get to meet I get super, super inspired by a woman having a vision, saying that she wants more and deserves more and powerfully going after that, that like, I genuinely get so inspired. Like, you know, you see me, but I will get off a call with the, like all the girls. I'm like, oh my God, these women just like give me so much life. Yeah. Being inspired by my clients probably is like the biggest thing. Yeah. It's so it's empowering. Mm. yeah just seeing these women claim like what they what their desires are and how you move after them like honestly it's it's so fucking cool <laughs> you have a busy life and so like I follow you on Instagram and everything and you travel a lot and you have your social life you have your relationship how do you manage everything do you ever feel overwhelmed by it do you find yourself neglecting your self-care how do you keep up with everything I think the answer is a bit of both we have got very slick with the traveling process now and you know I, I'm very very firm that I, I think you have to put yourself first in your business because you can't pour from an empty cup so there is that element but outside of that you know my clients really do come first in my business so it's of utmost importance to me that no matter what is going on in my life now obviously there's limits to this there's going to be certain circumstances where you you have to step away and you have to really look after yourself but in terms of traveling around and stuff like that what's really important to me is my service to my clients does not drop so we've got very good at learning to like move over a weekend or you know um I organize my call diary for example so that I will have more flexibility on certain weeks so if we are moving I make sure we move in those weeks so there is just very boring answers some organization in it and making sure to stay organized there are times when the balance doesn't does tip over the wrong way where I'm like oh my god like you know I've moved from here I remember there was a, a time a couple of weeks ago where I was literally drying some laundry in the back of the car because we had such a quick turnaround but in times like that I think it's just again the, the most boring answer but I schedule in things like reading or going to the gym or I basically schedule in nights to myself like I schedule these all in my calendar because if I don't they don't happen mm. if I don't do them my calendar can get booked up you know if I'm really busy I'll even book in lunch breaks meditations like just so that they be, still remain a priority so a lot of it's organization and then you know there are times where the balance does slip off but it's just like how can I bring myself back and how can I prioritize what's important so you know, even just small things like recently I turned off my Instagram replies for a little bit. Now I love my community. I love making sure that I'm super responsive, but I had a lot going on. And like I said, most important thing is my clients. I wanted to focus my energy on my clients. I wanted to give a bit myself a bit more energy back. So I turned off my, and it's just little things like that that make a really big difference because 
it's those micro actions that build upon each other that keep supporting you even when when things are busy yeah and I love that you mentioned like really putting it putting like your self-care into your calendar because that's something I always tell people like you're just gonna end up brushing it off telling yourself you don't have the time to do it and then after that you like have a burnout and you wonder why yeah I'm like a trained dog like if my calendar pings with something I need to do I'm like okay I'm gonna do it but I, I joke but like it's so relaxing for my brain because you know if days are busy I don't have to be thinking what do I need to do next what's a priority it's in my calendar it pings up I'm like okay so I need to do that now and I need to do this it's actually much more there's much more freedom in the organization than there is when I've been in chaos previously and I thought that was freedom not having structure I just felt all over the place it made me feel drained I didn't know if I was coming or going like yeah you know just having that go off and like you say I can't come up with the excuse that isn't time because it's literally blocked out in my diary I've literally got the time there yeah what are your best tips when it comes to building a team a community and then finding clients in terms of building team I think yes skills skill sets can be great but I think you can teach skills you know my first VA I literally taught her everything she'd never been a VA before when I say everything like obviously she had some you know her own skills that she bought but in terms of like the software and you know how the processes worked but you know we resonated that was much more important so I think Um, really making sure that people match your energy and resonate with you is really important for team equally that they they do understand how you need to work and that you put firm boundaries in place there because you know things move fast in my business I need people who can be efficient get things done if they say they're going to meet a deadline they meet it like they follow the system so just making sure that it's kind of both if that makes sense like a really good fit Um, I actually use human design now to make sure that my team members like really um, their design is fits within the role that they're they're working within which has been a real game changer yeah I love it in terms of community I know it's said all the time but I, I honestly just think be authentic I think people smell in authenticity like a mile off and if they don't straight away they will eventually so being authentic allowing people being vulnerable you know allowing people to connect with you as a human I don't think people want gurus I don't think people want someone who's never eaten shit before I think they want people who know know what it's like to go through struggle because they also know how how to move through it how to support them through it and in terms of getting clients you know really I think one ask for the clients I think so many people forget to share their offerings or say I have slots available do you want to work with me so like you know actively putting it out there but also really demonstrating why people should work with you I think I definitely fell into this trap my Instagram was like a bit of a dear diary and you know I still love sharing personal posts I do share a lot about personal stuff on there as well but that's my person you know my style my authentic style but I also make sure to provide a lot more value now so I'm actually demonstrating to people how I can help them like you know, what my expertise is. So they really recognize and can see that within me. I'm not just kind of like, it's just like waiting to be seen thing. And I think a lot of coaches have that or service base, but service base, it's like waiting to be discovered. Like someone's going to discover you and like realize how amazing you are. Like, no, people are fucking busy. People are not going around like 
waiting to discover you. You know, you're not going to get talent scouted by someone who says you're the next big coach or the next big social media manager or whatever it may be. Like, you got to tell people, you got to put it out there, you got to show up. So I think, yeah, just really showing up, but but making sure it's authentic. Yeah, definitely. Like one of my biggest resistance, I would say, was when I started thinking that the people would be attracted to my energy and they would just like magically appear because Mm. I was so afraid of doing what I find really annoying is when people cold DM you. So I was really afraid of doing that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just not doing anything then. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, finding your levels as well. So I would never teach cold DMing. Like there are ways to be chatting to clients in the DMs where you've invited them in through, you know, starting conversations or engagement. I think, yeah, I think, I think those negative associations can kind of taint the whole thing. And then you're like, I don't want to do any of it. Like, I'm just not going to do any of it. I think there is a, you know, I'm really passionate about soulful business, soulful selling. I think there's a soulful way of of doing these things that aren't feeling spammy or icky that can, and you know, there is definitely a magnetism point to this, like you do want to start to feel magnetic and magnetically attract your clients. But I, I think, yeah, there still has to be the invitation there. You still, you know, need to invite your clients in and also remember like, you know, some people need support some people don't feel brave enough to reach out and that's not to say you cold dm them but you know even very simple things like telling them exactly how they can reach out to you can make that so much less scary than them having to like drop your dm and are you going to respond or send it you know just make it easy for people like think about them as well it's it's actually a much less selfish way of approaching it when we think how can i support them in this process yeah totally And so we talked a little bit about how to grow a community and find clients and everything and even build your team. One thing that I'm really interested in is learning a lot more about how to bring spirituality into your business. And you know how the masculine and feminine energy masculine is all like go, go, go. And then feminine is more Mm -hmm. with the flow. So could you... Mm -hmm talk a little bit more about that and if how you work with it in your own business yeah for sure I think exploring masculine feminine energy in business is so interesting and so illuminating it's a really it's really interesting and I think a lot of the hustle culture that we've lived within has become come from a dominance of the masculine energy so really weaving in this beautiful creative collaborative um flowing feminine energy is a beautiful release and um just creates so much magic but i think you know just like the yin and the yang the best is when they're in balance so you have a bit of both because when you think about the yin and the yang you know how there's like the little black dot within the white and the white dot within the black that's because they work best when they're supporting each other it's not just like one without the other so with that I think for me personally it looks like having structure so I get things done so I'm not just left in chaos so I'm not just left flowing and never making you know just kind of being like oh I'm not sure what to do now and you know never having any of that forward drive or things like that but equally allowing in a lot of that creativity leaving space for that creativity so that looks like for me for example 
if I have a creative project that I'm working on, I cannot ram that into a half an hour slot within a busy day. Mm. I will book half a morning off in my diary or clear a couple of hours where I can put on my music, light my candle, my incense, whatever it may be, and really sit in that creativity and that softness without my emails pinging up all the time or without me trying to respond to a thousand things in between. So I really structure my diary to allow space for the feminine to flow, but also noting when I need to bring in more of that masculine energy and kind of grouping those activities together so I can really kind of channel that masculine energy into them but I'm not always in that in that masculine energy yeah Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and I feel like a lot of people fall into the trap of hustling all the time and they forget to really like you mentioned earlier but pour into your own cup first yeah a hundred percent and also you know when we're something that I see as a really common symptom that someone's been in their masculine too much is they're like Alex I just can't write any captions at the moment or I've got no ideas or like I just can't like you know the the words aren't coming or the creativity isn't coming or whatever it is and often it's because there's no space you know Mm -hmm. this is why when you get in the shower you come up with ideas or when you put your head on the pillow at night suddenly your mind's like yeah you finally stopped and allowed the space for them to come in the quiet this is why you know meditation practices having a couple of free hours in your diary all these things can be so powerful taking a break you know this is why all these things are so powerful that's actually giving you forward momentum it's just not in the hustle sense yeah and what brings you creativity cool space like if you give me a free day my god like my brain goes wild face sunshine expansive conversations inspiring friendships um reading but I love piano music I love having piano music in the background that really like I think I've created it's like an anchor for creativity if I need to switch it on so like I put the piano music on yeah all these things just help me feel really creative My next question might be a little bit personal, but I'm wondering Mm. how, because you mentioned about your boyfriend that's not your husband and how he supported Mm. you in your business. And a lot of people forget to talk about that side of how your business might impact the relationship or how your relationship might impact your business. So can Mm. you tell us a little bit more about that and what advice would you give someone to really balance both of those out? Yeah, for sure. So it's quite interesting because mine and Jake's journey, we've obviously like come into each other's lives for a lot of reasons. And when I first met Jake, he was starting a business. Mm -hmm. So we haven't really known each other without the ups, downs, strains, joys (laughs) of, of having a business. And when I met him, his balance was all off. Like, you know, we'd met and fell in love very quickly. It was very kind of almost quite whirlwindy like you know we moved in together after six months and we got engaged after a year and a half two years I mean it wasn't like complete whirlwindy but you know things didn't move quite fast we were very sure about each other but on the flip side of that Jake was also growing this business and that was taking a lot of his energy you know uh, he wouldn't take holidays he would work late he worked weekends it was he was crazy his balance was you know and he'll admit this I'm not kind of speaking for him like you know he'll say his balance was all off and that created a lot of strain on our relationship Mm -hmm. and then you know just as he's coming into maybe a bit more of a balanced place 
I decided to quit my job and start a business with no savings, no idea what I was doing. And I'm thrown into a world of working a million jobs, uh, Airbnb in the spare rooms in a flat to, to try and keep some money. You know, I was doing promo jobs, writing jobs, starting this business, launching this business. You know, then I had that kind of flip, flip side of it as well. And, you know, we've been through various evolutions in our in, in our businesses. And what's been amazing is for all the difficulty it's created is we've had to learn a hell of a lot and we've had to really go through some really tough times. You know, we've both been at salary zero where, you know, one of the other rivers isn't earning any money. We've both supported each other in terms of kind of saying, I can get that course for you or I can get that course for you. Or, you know, we can take that out of our house savings and things like this. There's been a lot of like, a lot of that kind of support between us both and balancing it. And all the kind of things that we've learned have come through do it's been hard you know it hasn't been easy we didn't always get it right but the tips that I would say now is never lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing because I think sometimes you're so focused on growing your business you lose sight of why you're growing it and often you know for me a big part of it was freedom well how much freedom was I creating when I was working seven days a week and had no personal space because I was renting every room in our flat you know so mm. how could I weave that freedom back in how could I weave back the fact that I wanted to spend more time with him and actually spend time together? Having We've had to have really firm boundaries in terms of when laptops go off, work, you know, phones go down and work stop. Boring again, but scheduling in date days or mm. date evenings where we actually go on a date together and spend quality time together. Because otherwise, you know, those are the things that get unprioritized as well. They get pushed out the diary and things like this. So yeah it's been it's been hard but I think learning to just focus on what's important make it a priority schedule things in and also you know as things move everything kind of flows so there's times where yes it gets a bit more intense or you know things are really busy maybe I'm on a launch or something like that but then things calm down again so just riding the waves a little bit as well and having patience for each other during those waves yeah oh there's so much in what you said that like I I love and I agree with. I what I struggle with is so like I'm launching my courses soon and I've been like working on the podcast and sometimes I kind of at 1 a.m. still working on it and he's asleep. Well, my boyfriend is asleep and I've been stressing and stressing and he's telling me, you know, like this is you're you're the one making the dateline. Like you can push it off if it's too much. And I feel like that's a, something, even even if people don't have a business that they have been struggling with during COVID because everybody has been working from home. And so yeah. there's been this really difficult time of letting go of work and putting it mm-hmm. aside. But what you said about like, you know, times to close the laptop, like that can make a big difference. Yeah, well, you know, someone said to me that self-love was discipline. And as someone who hates the word discipline, I was like, no. But then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh yeah. But it's not like harsh discipline. It's like a loving parent. It's like, you know, if you were your kid right now and you were at one in the morning, not sleeping and working on these things, like what would you tell them as a loving parent? Mm -hmm. You'd probably tell them to close the laptop, go to, you know, get, I think weaving that in, in a really beautiful way and, having those firm boundaries and like you said yeah like recognizing when deadlines need to shift I always write out a plan for my year where I'm like 
I'm going to launch this, number two, I'm going to launch, I'm going to create this program here, and I'm going to launch this here, and like, you know, I got to July, and I realized, you know, there were a couple of big projects that I'm not going to do right now, Hmm. Um, there's some other projects that have taken a bit longer, but that's okay, because I'm not going to kill myself, like, you know, I'm going to maintain self-love and boundaries and rest I am not going to kill myself nothing is worth killing yourself for like you you've got to you've got to really like love yourself and love yourself enough to realize when other things can wait yeah I feel like a lot of people might be too hard on themselves when they have to push something off so I want to talk a little bit about your own podcast the Soyes podcast so you Talk about having a full body, yes. So what does that mean to you? And what is your latest full body, yes? Mm-hmm. Love this question. It's so funny because I asked you for like on the podcast, what's the soul yes to them? But no one ever asked me, so <laughs> I like this. Oh God, a soul yes is just that feeling of like, for me, it feels like coming home. Mm. It's like, oh, this this is it this is the thing I've been looking for this is the this is what I want like this feels good this feels in alignment and you feel that in your whole body like you feel it on every level that isn't to say sometimes it doesn't feel scary as well Mm -hmm. because like I think sometimes a soul yes can be an expander and like an expander comes with a bit of fear but it also is just like you know you know you're like no I gotta do this this is gonna be good um Again, a soul yes doesn't mean there's no resistance, but you just know that this is the thing that you need to move towards. It's like magnetic. What's my latest soul yes? Oh, I think one of my recent soul yeses is moving to America. Mm. Um, it was completely unexpected. I never thought I'd want to live in America. I didn't plan for it. And it made no logical sense. It's really hard to move to America um not easy as I'm increasingly discovering particularly during COVID times yeah. but it was a soul yes it was like I gotta be here I want to be here everything just feels so good you know I feel in flow you know my business grows I feel just like absolute sunshine like you know it's just it's just a full body soul yes love it yeah when I signed up for your program like it was a soul body yes like no second guessing but there was still that fear of oh my god am I going to feel overwhelmed like am I going to doubt myself like all those insecurities that comes up 100% you know we're facing these visa problems at the moment and I spent the weekend honestly crying because I needed to I needed to process all the emotion I was feeling everything that was coming up I needed to process my frustration my disappointment And I will be honest about that because I think it's healthy. I think it's very healthy to feel your emotions and to get it out and to process it. And I sat there at times squeaking and I just said, maybe I'm just not meant to be there. Maybe this is not what I'm meant to do. Maybe I'm just not meant to be there. But then I would have a friend message me being like, you are coming and we're going to get you here and this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, I journaled and I asked the universe for a sign. I cannot tell you how many, actually makes me emotional, how many times this weekend I genuinely felt completely distraught because I was like, you know, I'd had this dream, we're moving towards it, I'd been so divinely supported, incredible manifestations had come through supporting this, like bigger than I'd ever manifested before, and suddenly we faced this resistance, 
resistance. I cannot tell you how many signs this weekend, like I bought a travel magazine and I'm just like flicking through and I saw like, um, it was like some joggers or something that I liked. So I like stopped the page and put it down. And when I fold, and when I opened the page and looked up and it was about Miami mm. and I had no idea, I just spotted the joggers. It was a random page in the magazine, like just so many, we went into a garden center. Um, one of my friends who lives in Miami, she's written a book and this garden center sells like the most random books. It's just like, it's a random garden center in this tiny town. And her book was on the shelf. Like so many just, signs just came through that I had to get over my pity party <laughs> in like and over the processing as well and be like okay you know I felt this through but now I need I need to move move towards it um so yeah you, you know you can feel scared you can feel like giving up but like that vision that so yes is it's bigger than any of our any of our fear yeah, and I love that you're mentioning all of this because I've been reading a book by Rachel Hollis. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. And it's all about, you know, you need to process every devastating emotions that you feel, mm -hmm. but the show must go on. And yeah. I find that a beautiful analogy of emotions or like you need to feel them or it's unhealthy, mm -hmm. but you mm -hmm. can't stay stuck in them. Yeah, I'm so with you. And I think this is a really important distinction because I think there's a difference between processing and sitting in it. And like, there were times I could feel myself, for example, this weekend moving towards sitting in it. And that was when I needed to like, really be like, okay, hang on a minute. There's a difference between processing and wallowing. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the point where I pick myself up and I make a plan and I start to move forward again and I keep on manifesting and I keep on yeah pivoting you know shifting changing but really supporting it yeah it's funny every time you pivot it makes me think of uh, the friends episode <laughs> pivot, pivot. <laughs> the couch. Like too right in life you need to always change direction and adapt and be flexible yeah I mean look at the pandemic who on earth would have thought 18 months ago that the whole world would grind to a stop and that 18 months later, we would still be in, on some level in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. You know, I know certain places are opening up and certain things, but you know, the, a lot of the world is still not normal, not back to normal. Mm -hmm. So just never would have predicted it. I think trying to, yeah, I think having to pivot is just part of life, part of business as well, a huge part of business. And it it comes back to my next question. How do you think the pandemic and COVID has affected your business and your life? And how have you overcome those challenges? When the pandemic hit, my business was just starting to take off and I was doing a lot of in-person events. And I was working with a lot of early stage businesses and a lot of those early stage businesses had to stop coaching because they were worried about their business. You know, it's hard to remember now but we all went into panic and we just like stopped everything so I lost all my not all my clients but you know I think two-thirds of my clients and all my in-person events were cancelled but I've managed to grow my business at an incredible rate within the last 18 months because I came back to that key question of like how can I be of service right now how can I support people and I really listened so I launched my first group program within 
the pandemic because I was like, women need community, they need support, they need sisterhood. And also, you know, this is getting us to ask a lot of big questions about their life. They need to focus on that. And it was really by continuing to be of service that I could grow and also pivoting to, you know, taking in-person events, putting them online. People were bored, people were frustrated being a beacon and providing some light and some something that was positive or just even space to process was so helpful you know that was that was the way that you can and I think this is again you know that soulful business where yes you can grow your business whilst also creating a wider impact in the world as well so yeah I think that's what it it really came back to yeah love that so my last question would have to do with self-care and self-love so what's your favorite way to show yourself in love? When do you feel the most expensive? Oh, I love that question. When do you feel the most? Honestly, like I couldn't pick one thing. I have like a whole host of, because I really, I really think self-care has to be intuitive to how you're feeling at that time and what you need. Like sometimes self-care to me is just like watching, I, I'm a sucker for a terrible reality TV show, which goes against like, everything else for some reason I love some like I've just started watching um my unorthodox life which is actually really fascinating as well because it's got this kind of like orthodox Jewish element it's a lot about women power patriarchy religion fundamentalism but and it's a reality tv show so it's like a complete uh, combination of both but sometimes it's literally just watching some Netflix and letting my brain switch off because I don't I don't need to learn I don't need to process I don't need to do anything I just need to sit and just like allow my brain to switch off time other times you know it's sitting and journaling or other times you know incense for me I love scent so a sleep candle or lighting some incense is really beautiful sitting in a bath and listening to an audio book you know I know everyone hates this like traditional self-care of like putting the face mask on but to grant myself that time to sit and like like self-nurture and take time to like rub oils into my face or like sit and smooth a face mask in it's less about the face mask it's more about the self-nurturing that feels really loving to me that feels like a real gift to give myself that time so yeah but, oh, there's just so many things it just depends what I need or just sitting with my dogs and having cuddles that's one of my favorite ones you know how can you not be in the moment when you're with dogs and they're so affectionate it's just like a whole love fest <laughs> oh yeah they are so cute yeah I love that you mentioned that because oftentimes the smallest things are the things we forget to do mm, completely you can make you know washing your face every night an act of self-care if you just like take your time and you're present with it and you touch yourself with love. Whenever I'm teaching women around self-love, when I used to do a lot more, I still do do transformational life coaching. You know, one of the practices that I'd love to get them to do is just after they've been in a shower or the bath, instead of like slapping on the moisturizer or just not bothering, stopping, pausing, taking a moment, massaging yourself, you know, nurturing and loving each part of your body we can weave self-love into every act that we do we just need to do it with intention love that yeah 100 so where can people find you if they want to work with you for sure so i hang out on instagram way more than i should so i'm at i am alexandria maria also got a website alexandriamaria.co.uk either of those you can get get hold of me pretty easily perfect Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a beautiful conversation. And I mean, I feel like I could talk forever and ask like a thousand million questions, 
but I think we got the best for this episode. So thank you so much for coming on. Hello, thank you so much for asking me. It's such an honor and you're just so incredible. And I know everything you're going to create is going to create such amazing impact in the world. So thank you for letting me support you because it really is an honor.